listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. A very special guest. It's Gordon Damer. Larry. It's Gordon. only the end of the world that gets us together again, my friend. How are you? <laughs> How are you, Gordon? Hang it in, man, like everybody else, right? You got a joke, otherwise, uh, you know, the realities of life right now might get to you a little bit, so we'll have some fun, we'll have some laughs tonight, we'll talk a little sports, huh? Definitely, definitely, and I got to find out how you're getting along as a teacher. <laughs> well, you know, I always heard that these school teachers are so underpaid, and the last three weeks, I got to tell you, I'm finding this out, because now, apparently, I'm a part-time school teacher, and I haven't seen Bupkis. I haven't seen one thin dime. It's outrageous. <laughs> Oh, Gordon Damon will be with us all week. So line them up. 1-800-919-3776. Our poll question tonight at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM is very simple. How confident are you the NBA will finish this season? Now, Gordon and I were chatting before and he made an interesting comment and he saw some of the things that I saw this weekend. Aside from NBA 2K, <laughs> no, not the real, not real players on the real court, but you know, on, on video games. I'm watching Swagoo and Sarah Spain shoot down aliens. And, and there's also going to be a, a, a horse tournament on ESPN and NBA according to Woj. Gordon, I'm with you. I'm a little concerned about how soon this NBA is going to be back. You know, the fact that there's any talk of this. Maybe this is just, you know, let's work on something in the meantime, but it makes me feel more and more confident. Even a couple of weeks ago, I felt like this. It was starting to feel this way. And who knows? Maybe tomorrow we'll get a piece of good news. And today we got some good news in terms of sports with the golf actually scheduling events. So, so much changes in 24 hours. So maybe in a week from now, I'll feel completely different. But the fact that there's even this conversation about having this horse competition of players, you know, shooting in their house and, and streaming it somehow makes me feel like they're doing this because the sad reality is starting to hit them in terms of a sports context that there is not going to be a, a continuation or a completion of the NBA season. Well, here's my concern, Gordon, and, and what we've been hearing is, well, we're looking at possibly mo renting arena, arenas and July, August, September. If you do that, then when is the 2021 season starting? Maybe uh, January one. I mean, you can't. There's, there's almost there's so little time for you to move it uh, move it back because you have a limited amount of time. That's a b. Are you going to try to ramp these these athletes up again? I could see tons of hamstring, uh, ankle injuries. So, what's going to be the quality of the event once they come back? Well, you know, there was conversations uh, about, you know, re restarting the the season or, or, or scheduling the season in a different way so that it would start around Christmas, right? Like that that would they would maybe shorten the season somehow, you know, in terms of moving forward down the road to try to help them in terms of the regular season and the attention during the regular season. I just don't see how all the I mean like it sounds good, right? Like, hey, we'll just play a little bit later in the year. But as soon as you start to look at it in any way in a, with a critical eye, it just doesn't make sense. All right, let's say you're not going to have fans in the arena. 
I mean, how are you going to be able to test players to make sure nobody, you know, nobody has it there? You're going to be having uh, groups of guys on the court, even without fans in the arena. It seems very pie in the sky, and it seems like the sad reality of it is starting to kind of we're kind of coming to grips with it, and that this is another sign. Hey, you know, maybe we'll have a horse tournament. Maybe we'll have something to kind of you know give fans something. It's not going to be what they want. And just think about it. To finish the season, even if you went with just the teams in the playoffs right now, I mean, to play best of seven series, I mean, how would you even do that? I mean, you'd have how many games, even if each series was a sweep, right? Like, you'd have to have like 50 games. There's just not enough time to play 50 games. They, They would have to have your tournament that you got going on in the morning. (laughs) <laughs> well, the rewatchable movie bracket. You know, I got to tell you, Larry, I, I, with, my, with my schedule now being what it is, one of the beautiful things that I'm celebrating tonight by wearing actual pants to the, the show today. I don't know if I can make that promise for the rest of the week. You know, it's usually been pajamas at this time. But tonight I am celebrating with actual sweatpants. Wow. I'm uh, honored. But, yes. But one of the things that I've really loved about being able to stay up a little later, especially this week, is getting to see the rewatchable movies that are on TV quite regular. I think it was last night or two nights ago. I was watching All the Right Moves with Tom wow. uh, Tom Cruise mm-hmm. uh, a couple of nights before Pulp Fiction. Oh, such great movies! So um, it's uh, it's a tough situation. I mean, I think the hockey is going to be even in a worse situation. I don't see yeah. any way that they're going to be able to complete that season either. It's it's you know it's not obviously the the first thing on people's mind right now because of the state of the world. But you know, just in a sports sense, when you're a sports fan. And if they did decide to have this horse tournament, I'd probably be in. I'd probably watch it just because I'm desperate for anything right now, you know? You're desperate for a live sport that you don't know the outcome of already. Although you, right. you might have an idea in horse, depending on who the competition is. You know but- what the craziest thing about the whole thing was? Giannis does not have a basketball hoop in his house. Can you believe that? How is wow. that possible? He goes he's one the of the best players in the league. He, I mean, I don't know what his salary is this year. I'm sure he's doing okay for himself. I would think that part of the dream of being an NBA player and getting to that level is owning a house. That's one of the first things that I would have, an indoor basketball court. It's, it's, it's incredible to me that he does not have one. See, his idea is I'm not bringing work home with me. <laughs> I guess. I've got pool tables. i got fool's ball. i got right. everything else in the house. No hoops. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I, a swimming I just couldn't pool. get over that. I, know, I thought that I know. was crazy, and I thought it was crazy that as soon as the idea was floated by Woj, that Paul Pierce was like, "I'm in." I'm thinking to myself, "Who asked you?" You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. maybe you know you you might not be invited to. We don't know how big the field is going to be. No, and and listen, I've seen enough of Paul Pierce. I'm done. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need to see <laughs> maybe any more. You can bring Paul out Pierce. the wheelchair for some extra motivation. You know? <laughs> listen, if Paul Pierce wants to play, go see Ice Cube. They, 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 yeah, go, yeah, the, the, the big, big three, three is right? way, big three is perfect for him. Perfect. I don't need to see him in horse. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, I I just think it's too hard to to be able. uh, Maybe the horse thing, okay, fine, because each person is doing it in their house. But anything more than that, time. I'm I'm just worried about the baseball season. To be quite honest. Yeah, yeah, and that that's a whole other concern because here's the thing, Gordon. You know that with baseball, when they come back, you probably won't see fans. I don't think for maybe two months. I mean, you're talking about putting fans so close. Uh, in a stadium outside, I, I just don't see that happening. And then when they do start, because it's baseball, right, Gordon? So how many games is going to make the season, quote, legitimate, unquote? Is it a real season if we have 100 games? Is it not a real season? I mean, Joe Buck was on with Michael Kay a couple of weeks ago and said, listen, 
if it's not 80 games, it's not a real season. Okay, so if yeah. it's 55, what are we going to do? We're not going to play? I mean, all that means is, listen, be creative with the postseason. Make it interesting. Make, 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 give me a team that I don't expect in there. Maybe the Angels will play. <laughs> yeah, maybe get Mike Trout in there, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you do, ha- this is going to show the creativity of the sports leagues and the sports commissioners. And that's the only reason why I kind of hold out some hope that the NBA can come up with something that's not going to be a champion per se. I'm, I'm very doubtful about that, but at least that there could be some sort of conclusion to the season because Adam Silver is general. I mean, he's been the more proactive guy than yeah. the reactive guy. So I have a little bit of faith there. Major League Baseball, I, I don't have quite the same amount of hope. Now they're in a little bit of a better situation because just because of the timing of things. But again, you, you know, you, we don't know enough right now to even say, all right, let's, let's, let's assume that the fans are not going to be there, right? Let's mm-hmm. assume that you're going to do this without fans. You're still going to have two teams of 25 guys, trainers, this thing, that thing. You're going to have them flying all over the country. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that you're going to need to see something in terms of real concrete data of, okay, we're kind of through this here and not just, Hey, we've, we've reached the peak. You're going to have to be way past the peak before you can really start to think about those kind of possibilities. You may almost Gordon have to say that you're very, very close to a vaccine because the last thing you want to do is have some player tested positive and then you got to shut it down all over again. Right. I mean, what are you going to do, right? If you get one guy, the whole team has to go into quarantine, right? Everybody's around yeah. the guy. Uh, and then probably whatever team they were playing that day, you'll probably have to shut that down too. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to probably get to a stage where, yeah, I mean, I have to think that either a vaccine or you would have to have maybe, I don't know if this is even possible, instantaneous testing, right? Like yes. you can test and it's, you know, like, boom, right away, instantaneously that you would know, okay, positive, negative, whether you're showing symptoms or not. Yeah, exactly. Because the last thing you want is a Rudy Gobert situation again. Well, okay, who, who, who have they been around for the past two weeks? And then, okay, well, you can't play, and then you can't play. Right. This team's not going to play. And then it, it's counterproductive for what you want to do. You know what the crazy thing about that? I don't know, maybe nobody else has felt like the fact that only – one other guy on the team, I mean, maybe we don't know all the information, maybe there's, there's more that we don't know, but I, I believe that, that only the, only Donovan Mitchell also tested positive. I mean, you'd have to think that Rudy Gobert was around all the guys relatively close, and, yeah. and, and yet only one, it's such a weird thing, man. It's such a, a weird disease or a weird illness that, uh, it, it, I think is gonna, we're gonna need a whole lot more information. And I think a lot of the information that we know right now, or at least that we think we know right now, when this is, you know, two, three months down the road, we're gonna look back and say, yeah, we thought that at the time and that was wrong. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, what's it like to sleep in? That's fantastic. Oh my God. Now, the, the problem is, is that when you wake up, all the people are still in the house. That's the, the, the beauty of my normal shift is, you know, yes, I wake up very, very early, but there are big benefits. A, you never sit in traffic. You never yes. wait in line. And when you, you, when you are going home, everybody else is going to work. That includes yeah. the people in your own house. And it's nice to be able to come home to your house and the only person there is the dog. And that has not been the case here recently, but I have been able to sleep in a little bit. And I've also made a discovery, Larry. I don't know if you've done this. Well, what's that? 
Have you tried? Have you? I feel like I've discovered this. Maybe I mm-hmm. haven't. Maybe this has existed forever. Mm-hmm. I have now created. I like to think that I have. I'm going to trademark it. Breakfast pizza. Have you had breakfast pizza breakfast yet? Pizza. Not leftover pizza from the night before that's cold in the box. No, I mean that your first meal when you wake up, you have just given up all hope in terms of your diet and nutrition. That the first meal you have that day is breakfast pizza. I've not done that. I've had cold pizza. I've not had no, breakfast pizza. This is breakfast pizza. This is an intentional, you know, a reheated pizza. You know, it, it can be, you know, from like my wife will, you know, will order pizza. We've done that, you know, for the, while this whole crisis has gone on and we've doubled up because the kids are home now. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, every day if daddy's in charge of making lunch, it's not going to be baked Alaska. Let's put it there. So, uh, you know, the reheated pizza. So now I have gotten to a stage where a little bit of morning coffee and then just right into the pizza. It's fantastic. Wow. I got to try I feel, that. You know, what do they say about necessity? What's the mother of ne- necessity is the mother of invention? There you I go. I feel like that has happened here. The, you know what? The, 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 the streams have crossed, and I am now just, you know what? I'm just cutting off uh, any uh, breakfast at all, and now it's just breakfast pizza right out of the box. That's good. That's that's tremendous. Uh, any particular flavor you like? Any particular brand? Uh, you know oh, what, Larry? I am not. I I do not discriminate, my friend. I I'll take any kind of pizza you got. If it's got sauce, <laughs> it's got cheese, maybe a little meat on there. I'll take that. If it doesn't, I'm not. Uh, I'm not picky. I'll take whatever you got. I'll Back take the, the kids' scraps. <laughs> and I'm sure you've had a couple of those around, huh? Oh, you, fit, you don't you throw that out. <laughs> you give that to Daddy. He's a garbage can. Don't worry about the guard, the actual guard. Just give it to Daddy. He'll eat it. Don't worry about it. 1-800-919-3776. Spike is in Jersey. Hey, Spike, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Well, my two friends, and by the way, with calling both of you as regularly as I do, the morning pizza's been a steady staple of my diet for a long time it's beautiful it's great it's great from five in the morning till 11 at night i try to get both you as much as i can this is very interesting let me date you back a little bit where i both caught up with you 87 88 you were at sports phone gordon no, I wasn't there. That that, that I would have been there uh, 91, 92. Okay, 91, yeah, 92, well, you, I think. You would be LS then, right? Yes. Okay, so so that's it. So here, here's where we go with uh, not to not to be a bummer at this time and then uh, you know how I feel about both you guys. Here's the deal: I don't see any sports playing at any time until every player in every league is tested and is tested negative. That's just the way I see it. It makes mm. no sense, guys. We got some good news today. We watch the press conferences. Sometimes I watch a little. Sometimes they're tough to watch. This has been a tough period. But in in retrospect, both you guys can answer this, and then I could get off the phone and try and get some sleep. I, the thing, the thing I'm thinking of, it's only been 27 days. This is like Jeremy Lin's streak. You know, this is about the wave of it, and look yeah. how much has happened. I just really, I see a little light at the end of the tunnel, as they're saying. I, I, so many people are dying, it breaks my heart. But, but I really think as far as the sports go, I know we want it, I know we miss it, but I don't think until everybody's cleared and tested, and you brought up a point, Gordon, about the, Larry, about the travel. 
the travel's brutal because it's going to travel. It's not going to travel with the density in New York and the way we live. And yeah, Gordon, you get up at three and you get into the offices. No, you come home, Larry. You're working from here or there. You guys work odd hours. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm an odd duck. But the bottom line is the the density of the people. Can you imagine putting people on packed subway trains again? And some guy sneezes or some woman sneezes. Oh, hell will break loose. We got to wait. It's not good news to say it, but that's the way I would feel comfortable with it as an observer. I'll sacrifice a little more to make sure everybody's healthy. And boys, no fighting over the uh, 80 miles you live apart. (laughs) Okay, Spike, if you insist. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Be good. It's great to hear both of you, really. I missed hearing you, Gordon. I hope everybody's Thanks, Mike. Good. I appreciate it, buddy. Look, I Thanks, mean, uh, I think that I, I, the two things I think you got to keep in mind, A, Spike brings up, and we, we touched on early, Larry, you know, it's not been that long. It feels, right? It feels like it's been forever. But it really, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's only been about really a month that we're talking about the, the real impact being felt here, even though we knew that it was longer than that. But the other part of it is, is if you could get some sort of immediate testing or uh, I don't even know, maybe a blood test where it comes back in an hour or something along those lines, then maybe I think that you can start to say, all right, but you're right. I mean, unless you have a cure, which feels like it has to be very far away with all the different steps that they have to take for that, it seems hard to imagine unless it's a very specific kind of sport, right, where it's boxing, where it's one guy against another yeah. guy and the, the, the referee and that's it. It feels mm-hmm. very hard to imagine a, a, a you know a Yankee Stadium that feels like Yankee Stadium or or City Field that feels like City Field anytime soon. Which is why what you were talking about going with the Masters being rescheduled to November and the U.S. Open slated for September, golf might be that sport because you could stagger it where you know they could they could be instead of the hole behind they could be two holes behind. You could just have the golfer and the caddy. Forget the smaller galleries. There's going to be there's going to be no galleries. So you may be able to do that with golf, where they can possibly get you started because of the way the sport is, you know, the way the, the format of the sport itself. Yeah, but I mean, don't you have like, I mean, how many guys that make the Masters field? Is it seventy five, eighty guys? It's not mm-hmm. that. It's not like the normal field, right? So say it's a, say it's ninety guys. I mean, like yeah, you got ninety guys who are tr- are flying in there. I'm, I'm sure not all of them are flying in privately. You know, there's some guys that are just, you know, flying in commercially. So that you'd have to be able to get them there somehow. I, I don't know. It feels like even that right now. Look, it's great to have something to look forward to, and I'm sure by September, right? You, you'd have to think that the world is going to be far different, and the 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 ramping up of all the different services and everything will make the, the the situation far different than it is right now. But if you were to think about that situation in the current environment, it's very hard. Even golf, even yeah. I mean, outside of like boxing. Or like they had the uh, WrestleMania the, the last couple of nights. Uh, outside of those very specific, where it's one on one, maybe tennis. Right? You could have tennis. Maybe you could do that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very hard to envision a scenario where you could have a healthy situation and and feel confident that nothing's going to uh, get out of control. Putting people in that situation, even golf, I think. I, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable with that right now either. But I think Gordon, to your point, it's going to be. A sport like that, the team sport's yeah. going to take a, a big time backseat. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I hate as to say that. Your, you know, I hate to as think far as that. your you know, as far as you thinking about, okay, it's all right. We we can we can get this done. You're looking at what the NFL. I mean, oh, th- th- don't Larry. Do not, I, look, I'll talk about NBA. I'll talk about Major League Baseball. The I'll NFL. Talk, yeah, if you talk about my NFL, Larry. 
I am going to. Uh, this might only My last the night. I might have players? to. I might have to go home. I might, I'm already home. What am I talking about? I have to go home. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I can. I, I cannot take that right now. Like the draft, even though the Dolphins are inept, I am don't still get this right. full. <laughs> I am still <laughs> full get this bore right, on the on the draft. Like that's the one saving grace. You know what I've been watching to, and I watch it anyway. But this has been mm-hmm. my competition fix. Has been Survivor. That's been my competition okay. fix. Watching okay. people fight it out for the immunity idol. That I mean, that's where I've I've been reduced to. So I can't Amazing. go to the I can't go to you the can't NFL do NFL. We can't talk NFL now. We can't no. talk virtual. Sorry, can't. Can we talk virtual? Look, draft? I'll talk NFL. If you want to talk about what the Giants want to do, you want to talk about the Jets are going to do the challenges for Joe Judge. All those things, I'm good with it. Yes. If you're talking no about in, impacting the NFL season, I can't know. But no, I'm, well, I don't want to talk about the Dolphins because I mean it just makes me sad. I'm sad that has not changed. Is. Enough sad that news. has not changed from the time I met you. You don't want to talk about the Dolphins. Well, I mean, what would I talk about? <laughs> it might actually be good news for me if they cancel the season. Whoa, what am I going to miss out on? Like three wins? But you got to admit, you got to admit, Gordon, they they've made some improvements. No, no, they have. No, Larry, this is how they suck no. you in. They make you think that you've seen some improvements. You're There's no bitter, improvements. Man. There's You're no improvements. Bitter, They're going to draft a quarterback who can't stay healthy. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, again? Again. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? If they pass on him, he'll play, he'll break uh, Brett Favre's consecutive game streak. Absolutely. That, yeah. yeah. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Boy, it's, it's funny how you and the Jet fans sound so much alike in the same division. It it's really is. It's just different colors really and is. a different name, man. It's a lot of the same situations. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. There's also a level of realism uh, that is starting to sink in that it's going to be difficult to return to play this season, that a runway for how many days they would actually have to be able to have a representative rest of the season, a few regular season games at minimum, and then a playoffs that would crown a legitimate champion, uh, that would have a playoff structure, you know, that would be enough to have, uh, you know, someone, you know, wear that crown and do it without an asterisk. Uh, and, and there's certainly a lot of concern about whether this league will be able to return to play or not. Woj on SportsCenter says the NBA is running out of time to crown the champion. That's why we asked you, how confident are you the NBA will finish the season? It's ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesty with you along with Gordon Damer, my special guest for the week. Gordon, here's the polls right now where we stand, okay? 7.7% say they are 100% positive, confident the NBA will finish the season. 7.7%. Yeah, twenty eight. All right, twenty eight point eight are fifty percent. Yeah, fifty fifty, fifty fifty, twenty eight point eight. Gordon, sixty three and a half percent say it's over, baby, done, no NBA. Yeah, and to get sixty three percent of people to agree on something, I would also be interested of what percentage of the seven point eight accidentally meant to hit fifty fifty. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. You know, they were, they were trying to do it while they were doing something else, and they just happened to hit the wrong button. Three point five. I would think that even that seven point eight percent is uh, is not really seven point eight percent. I would love to be able to have that level of confidence in anything in life. Never mm-hmm. mind uh, the NBA crowning a champion this year. I just think that based on when this happened and the amount of things that would need to take place, like even. 
I don't know anything about running. I couldn't imagine being Adam Silver right now. The amount of phone calls, the amount of uh, it must be just dizzying. The amount of things that he has to weigh in his mind about trying to get the season back underway. Even when you do just a cursory, just kind of, all right, what would you have to do about travel? How would you get what teams would be in? Could you cut it? Could you cut series down? Is that allowable? Would players agree to that? Getting players ramped up like we were talking about, you know, almost a spring training type thing. It -hmm. just seems like given the amount of time and given the uncertainty we have right now, unless things were to dramatically change in a very short period of time, it doesn't feel like there's going to be any way to get the season done. Don't see it, Gordon, because you can't even say, even if you were to say, okay, uh, everything will be okay June 1. (laughs) Okay, June 1. Okay, all right, June 1, we can do this by this time. You can't even do that. It's a mystery date. So that's that's what makes it so tough. It's not that you're never going to get an all, right? You're never going to get an all clear, right? Like it's never going to be like, okay, this is over with now. It's going to come in stages and it's going to come. I think for a lot of people just kind of re-entering life, what do you feel? Do you feel comfortable going to a restaurant? Do you feel comfortable going to a ballpark surrounded by, you know, 30,000 other people? I think that that's going to be a conversation for people to have themselves, but for sports leagues with all the players that they have to, I mean, they have to make sure not that a certain percentage of people, they have to be a hundred percent. They have to have a hundred percent certainty that none, nobody's going to get it. And I don't think that you're going to have that anytime soon. Certainly not for the NBA or, or certainly not for the NHL. Back to the phones. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? First and foremost, um, hope all your families and everybody is okay and all the callers, listeners, everything. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. absolutely. Same to you. Thanks, Buddha. Hey, listen. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. God gave us a couple of things as men that um, to, to get us through this world. Um, first was beer. Second was the NFL. Third was women and uh, fishing poles and then also pizza at any time and any day. My brother, I've had pizza for breakfast so many times I can't even count it. I feel you know? like somebody had some company has to take this idea and market it specifically as breakfast pizza. I'm thinking of almost like a pop tart situation, a pizza <laughs> that you nice. just stick right in a little toaster there. It's breakfast pizza. Listen, I'll We've take all it had as it. a pop tart. I'll, <laughs> I'll take I'll take it as a pop tart. I'll take it as an icicle. Anything pizza is something you, you can eat anytime, any day. Um, back to the serious stuff, though. Um, when it comes to sports, when sports comes back, that'll all be a recovery period for all of us. But before you can have recovery, you got to have some form of treatment. And um, I think before any of the sports comes back, any especially the team sports, as you guys said, there has to be either some kind of drug that they found out that can treat this or some type of vaccine. You know, we got into this problem with our pants down in this country, talking about it was a Chinese disease and it quickly became a world disease. You know, you got the guy Fauci saying that um, there's a drug that they want to use that he doesn't support. Some of the administration supports what Fauci is saying. There's another part of the um, sports um, coming back that I don't think anybody's really touched on. Like, it might not be about how we feel about it. It might not even be how the owners feel about it. You remember when uh, Magic had HIV and Carl Malone was like, look, I don't want to play with this guy. I don't want to play in the... You can't guarantee that if they don't have a vaccine or some treatment for this, that there's going to be some players that are going to be like, look, I don't really want to get on the court right now. I mean, our leadership, you know, and and I don't want to play, you know, whatever side you're on. Right now, we're looking to leadership for some answers, and we're hearing stuff like, hey, let's try it. It can't hurt. 
I mean, we need a little bit more than that as a society. You know, as Richard has spoke to about um, last week, he said, you know, he's talking about how you can't get in the elevator with somebody right now, you know, without them looking at you funny or not even yeah. getting elevated. That's not six feet distance. Mm-hmm. How are you going to fill up these stadiums or, you know, forget about the stadiums if you're not going to have anybody there. How are you going to get 10 people on a court or 22 people on a field? There's sweat. I might slide into somebody at second base. And that guy starts coughing, like you said before, I might start feeling some kind of way. I mean, we're a long way off from talking about when sports will come back. We need to get the society healthy and um, and then have society believe that our leadership can actually take care of us. You know what I mean? Wow, Blue, that sounds like it's going to be a long time, <laughs> especially confidence in our leadership right now. Thanks for the phone call. But, Gordon, he makes some, he makes some good points, especially the part of – how will the players respond to each other? Are we going to have to be in the scenario where, you know, our civil liberties are going to be tossed out because we have to prove to people, even sitting on the plane next to somebody, Gordon, that, okay, no, I'm, I'm clean. Really, I am. Look, I've got this card that says I'm, I'm, I'm coronavirus free. Yeah, I, I, I think, and look, it's going to be, when you're talking about all the players, I'm sure there will be some. I would think just thinking, not that I've ever been a professional athlete, but being a young man. Uh, when you're young, you feel bulletproof, right? You feel invincible. Ah, it's not going to bother me. It's not going to affect me. And I would think that for people like professional athletes who the rules have not applied to them in the general sense in that they are able to do things that the normal person can't do. I would think that the oh, if you gave them two buttons to put in front of them, do you want to play? Do you not want to play? I think more than 50% would say that they would still want to play even knowing the the risks and the dangers. And I think it's up to the leagues and the commissioners of those leagues and the owners and everybody else to kind of, you know, put a little bit more common sense in in the situation of not just letting it be up to the players. I think that there would be some players, maybe older players, maybe more established players who would say, you know what, I don't feel comfortable in this environment, given that there's no vaccine, there's no cure, there's no uh, you know immediate testing that you can show me right now that shows every single person here is uh is uh it does not have the illness but i think that the overwhelming majority of players i think if you gave them those two buttons i think that they'd still probably especially the younger players would probably still say you know what um, i'll be fine i just want to play my game i think so i agree with you gordon but you know in the nba it might be a little different because you've had some of the younger players test yeah. positive i mean you know so now they're looking at it like okay so this did happen to you know, Donovan Mitchell, this did happen to Gobert. This did happen to Kevin Durant. He wasn't even playing. Okay. Yeah. And, and he, you know, he was in the situation. So, you know, let's make sure that's why I'm almost to the point where, it, like we said earlier, Gordon, it's almost like you almost have to say that we're on the verge of having a vaccine that will help it. Or we're really close that things have really leveled off that we have peaked oh, out before you can also- really make that move for, especially as a team sport. Yeah, I think there, there's also like a societal impact of this because I'll be honest with you. I, I, I did not really take this nearly as seriously as I should have. I thought to myself, yeah, you know what? I've heard this type of stuff before. You know, if it was Ebola or H1N1. And then when the NBA, when, 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 um, Rudy Gobert, you know, tested positive, they shut down that game and then they said the season is on hold until further notice. That's when that was the the come to Jesus moment for me that was like, okay, this is obviously this is not like all those other things. I do think that when we talk about the the role that, you know, each individual has about keeping your distance, staying in your home, 
I think it's harder to make that argument to people if you have a sports league come back, even if they're able to come back, even if they could keep all those players healthy, it would be a great distraction for you and I, for sports fans. We'd, we'd love to be able to, you know, have something to watch on a nightly basis. Just give me a game that I ha- I don't already know the result of. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it would almost be irresponsible in some ways because you know what's going to end up happening. Some people are going to say, well, look, the NBA is back or baseball's back or this is back or that's back. Life's getting back to normal. I can, I can, I don't have to stay in my house as often. I can go and see people here and there and get out and, and, and be it about. And I think that that's probably more dangerous. Certainly right now it is. Hopefully in a month it's not as dangerous, but I think it would send almost the wrong message that, that things are back to normal before they actually are. If a sports league is able to ramp up quicker rather than, you know, taking a little while longer so that they know that everybody is safe. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Still awake, Gordon? Uh, I'm here, Larry. I'm, I'm, I'm a new man now. You know, the thing is, is when you, you get into this business, almost cer- you almost always are working at night. Nights are when yes. games are on. So the morning, while a ton of fun and, and something I love, it has been a challenge changing your internal clock. Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. this has allowed me to do is go back to who I am just in, in, in nature. My DNA is late night guy. So I love this. This is fantastic. Oh, good. Well, enjoy it this week. Enjoy yes, it. Hang out. Hang out. Mark is in Newark. Hey, Mark, you're next on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, fellas. How are you? Hey, Mark. A um, couple things. Um, first of all, uh, I'm intrigued with the uh, seven-inning baseball change uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one is I like the idea of uh, day-night doubleheaders, more of those, because I think I get to see more of the Mets. Uh, secondly, I think that the sense of urgency, I, I think every game would become so much more, uh, what's that word, like playoff atmosphere. Uh, every strike, every swing, every pitch becomes that much more important because of the you have less time to win. So uh, with those two things, and the season is usually 162 games, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 40 idea at this particular time. I think it's a great idea. Um, now, with... But Mark, the, I find it funny that you like the idea of the seven-inning game, but you also like the idea of the doubleheader. Like, do you want exactly, more baseball or do you want less baseball? Exactly. more Because, like, for example, it's Sunday afternoon and I'm watching the Mets, right? And it's a thriller. And it's over at three, right? So then, five... They get to do it again, and and it, and, and and that that's just that's awesome. But like nine innings, so that that's a little tough. That's I just think it's a great idea for my own personal reasons. That's all. Okay. Um, second thing is Gordon. I love battling back and forth with you in football season because it just because I know you love the stinky dolphins and you, and you hate the stinky jets and and and, and all of that. I, I really love that, um, Larry. Yes. Dude, man, it's like the uh <laughs> the New York the New York tonight family, man. Uh, I'm I'm so used to uh it feels like the, the man cave when when me, you and the guys out there in, in the airwaves to do our thing and mm-hmm. and uh and Gordon welcome, but uh this is this is a this is different. This is big time different, but change is good. So 
again, welcome and all that, and look forward to hollering at you guys uh, later. All right, Mark. All right, Mark. Thanks, man. Thanks for checking in. Thanks for checking in. 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, that is interesting, though. Seventh inning game, seventh inning games, and now a pitcher has to, has to face three batters. You could, you're going to bring your closer in in the sixth inning now. I mean, I don't know what's going on here. I mean, like, I'll be honest with you. Double, like, I'm a huge baseball fan. It's always been, for a good portion of my life, my number one sport. I think it's maybe changed now because the Dolphins have been so bad and I want to see them win once. And I've already kind of given up on them winning ever in my lifetime, but I'd love to see them win once. But ba- I love baseball. I do not understand the appeal of doubleheaders. And anybody yeah. who, like, I got a life to live, man. I got plants I got to water. I got things to do. Like, I just don't have that amount of time to invest in two games in one day. I hear you. But yeah, I, tell you I mean, what. that does not make any sense. And I know the old-time fan, mm-hmm. and I'm an old guy now, but I just have never under the understood the appeal. Like, you know, too much of something is too much. You know, sometimes less is more. I don't want seven-inning games, but I certainly don't want seven-inning games and then playing double-headers just as a way to kind of get the season in. It just feels like, again, that feels like pie-in-the-sky thinking that, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this, and we're going to do... Maybe maybe it's just not meant to be. Maybe maybe you, if you can't play 80 games, maybe, you know, th- there is no season. Maybe. It might be. Mike is in Queens. Mike, you're next on ESPN New York tonight. Good evening. All right, Mike, what's happening? Yeah, I was going to talk about basketball, but when you brought up the seven-inning game, uh, Larry, I thought the putting the guy on second base was a stupid, dumb idea. That idea made me cringe. If they did, I would hurt my fandom. But when they say a seven-inning game, Larry, maybe it's just my point of view, but if you put, you bring a close in in the seventh inning, you set up a guy in the sixth, another guy in the fifth. I mean, imagine the Yankees' bullpen. But Larry, see, you're making the game like too easy because – if you do seven innings and you have your close in the seventh, it's a bullpen game, Larry. I don't want a bullpen game. Every time the Yankees or any team do a say, it'll, it'll be a bullpen game in every inning. It's somebody else. I hate that. I hate the idea of taking out the starter and making him irrelevant and just throwing every guy in and doing bullpen. I hate that. So baseball is not going to give me a seven-inning bullpen game every game and then, I do, and then do a doubleheader. So I now have to watch two bullpen games in one day, Larry. I know they want to make the game more interesting. And, Larry, you know what? If they want to do a pitch clock, I'll give you the pitch clock. If you want to do the guy can only face, has face at least three bats, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But can you not do something in the game? Can you not put a guy on second base? I know it has to be faster because people like me, not like me, but can't pay attention. I'm not like them. I, I can focus, so don't do it, please. And when it comes to the basketball, Larry, if they do start up in July, August, and that's a big if. It's, it's, it'll be, what, a best of three at best? I mean, if they have to get this done in, in a month, right, July, August, it'll be not a best of seven, it'll, it'll be a best of three, and whoever gets two wins first. And maybe the finals will, will be a best of five, but that's the best you can do to get the NBA playoffs done. I hear you, Mike. Thanks for checking in. You know what, Gordon? Here's the interesting thing. Uh, I think, and, and I think the reason why they're talking about the seven innings in this case, 
was if indeed they had to play a doubleheader to make up games, the second game would only go seven innings so that you could possibly, you know, you get a game in, it's not a full game, you're not taxing the, the roster to the point, right. and then you move on. I disagree with, with, with the Buster in this sense. I see them doing it now. I can't see them in 10 years having just seven inning games, Gordon. I, I, I don't see it because this well, is a sport that doesn't want to change anything. Yeah, that and that is a very drastic. And the one thing I kind of agree with Mike and some of the points he made, but the one thing is he has to keep in mind, like he was saying about it will hurt my fandom. They got you. They got yeah. me. We're mm-hmm. you know we're we're addicts. We're we're just looking for any season whatsoever. So if they do change to seven inning games ten years from now or whenever they do it or they do it this year. They're, they're going to have us anyway. They know that. It's about appealing to the people they don't have. That's what they want. They want to get, they want to grow the pie in any way they have. They already have you and I in the, in the pie. Now they have to go and grab some other people to put them in there as well. The only thing that I would say is like they're saying about, well, we have to, have to play a certain amount of games, right? If you're playing any less than 80 games, it's not a legitimate season. But if you're playing seven inning games as a way to get to 80 games, then aren't you in the same situation that if you're playing less than 80 games? Like, is it a legitimate season if you're playing 80 games, but every week you're playing one of those games at seven innings? <laughs> it seems kind of ridiculous. It does. It does. It's ESPN New York tonight. Larry Harsty, Gordon Damer with me all week long. We've got still lots to do before we turn it over to Freddie and Fitzsimmons at the top of the hour. We're tracking on the poll question. You still have a chance to weigh in. At Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7, at Gordon Damer. How confident are you the NBA will finish the season? We got more phone calls. And then Joel will tell us what happened in WrestleMania 36, and Gordon Damer will wax poetically. Yes. At his first three WrestleManias. You know what, Larry? My, my memory is faulty. I was not at the third WrestleMania. I viewed it on pay-per-view, but the first two WrestleManias, I was in the building. Or at least in one of the buildings. the building. Yes where nobody was this weekend. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. 